I encourage everyone to take a moment and breathe and take a tea cheers with a Jiri tea. A Jiri tea recognizes the beauty in shared stories and shared opportunities. Ajiri sources award-winning tea from Kenya, employs women in the region to handcraft the labels, and sends 100% of the profits back to the region to support orphan education. Save 10% on your order of Kenyan teas and coffee with the code BEAUTIFULLYHUMAN at ajiritea.com. A-J-I-R-I-T.com. Tea mugs up! Hello, and welcome to the Beautifully Human podcast. I'm Nick Sheesby. In this podcast, I speak with beautiful humans from all around the world, sharing with you their incredible stories, revealing the power in every human story to spread love and humanity to a world that is in desperate need of it, to show that we can all connect in beautiful ways, no matter where we come from or what we look like. What you will find out is that we are all beautifully human. Let's all be beautifully human. Hello and welcome to the Beautifully Human podcast. Today I am hanging out with Nico Ramos and this is such a fun conversation. So many laughs. I learned so much through this conversation. It is just really enriching and beautiful and so necessary to be heard and Again, just so wonderful. What an amazing, amazing human. So fun. So enjoyable. If you enjoy this podcast, follow along on Spotify so you get notifications. Follow on Instagram at the Beautifully Human Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That just helps get our words out to more people. And as always, enjoy this beautiful conversation. I like to start these off and I let like to just let you run with it to wherever you want to take it and just ask the question, tell me a story of your life. Just one story of my no, life. The story so of your life. Oh, oh, the story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. This. Okay. Um, then I'll just start off from where I was born. Uh, so like I said, I'm not from San Francisco. Um, I'm actually from the beautiful Bayou City of Houston, Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. I was born uh, Christmas Eve. So that's actually why my name is Nicholas or Nicolas. Yeah. 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 I get those jokes a lot. Oh, the St. Nick. Hmm. I, I, I <laughs> yeah. bet you get those a hell of a lot more than I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. That it's kind of like, hey, anybody want to do something for my birthday? And everyone's like, uh, Christmas, dude. And I'm like, oh, ah, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> that old thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, but um, that's where I was born. Um, when lived in Houston most of my life growing up, uh, childhood, teenage years, um, it was, I had a very, I would like to say I didn't have like the worst childhood, but there was definitely a lot of toxicity, um, a lot of generational abuse, things like that, that I later realized as I got older and certain patterns of way I used to think that I realized, you know, were actually very toxic and not very helpful for anyone involved. So um, that's a little bit on 
that part. But uh, eventually at 18, I was like, all right, I'm going to go do Disney World. I'm going to go do that college program internship. So I'm leaving for Florida. Bye, Texas. See y'all later. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, pretty much peace out. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So what was that one like? What was that that program like? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I love Disney. Disney's so much fun. You know, it's uh, there's so many good memories I have from various movies and things of that nature. But actually working at Disney World, I used to work 80, like eight zero hours a week. Um, I got paid minimum wage. Yeah. Um and housing came out of our like paychecks every week. Um, they charged us for furnishing in the apartments, things like that. And it was like, I'm not gonna lie, unless you had like uh, financial backing, things of that nature, some other source of income, it was really hard to continue to do that program as well as do online classes like I was doing. So um, I'm not going to lie, I did not have a great experience doing the internship. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm like I can't lie about it. It's just eighty hours a week on minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, and then paying, taking your housing out of your paychecks and everything that doesn't yeah that doesn't end up very well for your for your uh, bank account. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that, not really at all. So, um, but uh, I will say that they have changed certain policies and the ways they have done the college program now. Because when I did it, it was back in two thousand and like nine. Um, 2010, and uh, they definitely have increased pay. And I just I've heard better reviews in general from other people who have done the program. So I don't want to tarnish Disney. Don't sure. sue me, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yay, Disney! I love you. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that was my experience there. So went back to Texas, um, got a degree in Asian studies uh, from the University of Texas in Austin. So hook them, all that good stuff. Hook them horns. <laughs> Yes, Matthew McConaughey. Everyone's like, right? yeah, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and I'm just like, I've seen him, but I never talked to him. But every second say I saw him. Yay. Right? right? It's more than I can say. <laughs> I mean, he seemed like a pretty chill dude. He also spoke at my sister's, uh, what is it, university graduation. He was the guest speaker at the University of Houston. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, no, it... Um, it actually went on for a very long time. At one point, the audience was like, "Are you done speaking?" But uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was hilarious. He had these uh, different rules or scenarios of what people should listen to, advice he wish he had. But um, you know, by a lot of the audience, it had rained that day. Houston, we get a lot of tropical storms, mm -hmm. uh, hurricanes, things like that. So people were hot. It was humid. We were tired. It was like, "We done yet?" No. Yeah. But, yeah. Sorry, I digress too much. Um, <laughs> go, go, going back to university, uh, Asian Studies program, um, I knew I wanted to go to graduate school, so I used that to get me here to San Francisco, did research, got my master's, um, and then eventually I took off for, I got into a PhD program at a very, very nice university here in California, won't say which one specifically, but uh, I turned it down. I turned down the PhD program. I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah yeah no exactly um you know, a lot of people are like why did you turn it down you could have done so much with it and you'd be fine you had it was a good university and you'd actually have a phd and you can go and be a university professor but i was like it just didn't feel right anymore yeah. so 
yeah, I took off to Hokkaido, Japan for a year. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That's yeah. <laughs> I would that is that is one place that I am fascinated by and I cannot yeah. wait to get there. How was how was your experience in Japan? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, it was a big mix. Um because <laughs> uh it was, I don't know, it was very interesting. Um, it's really, I am obviously very queer. Uh, something, I, oh, I said it probably, I, did, I said I said this in the beginning, but um, <laughs> I, right. yeah, when I was introducing myself, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm androsexual. Uh, so I used to call myself gay, but androsexual is basically someone who is attracted to masculinity. That is, uh, and regardless of the uh, gender or sexual orientation of the person. So to me, gender, sexual orientation, et cetera, doesn't matter as much as what I personally am attracted to and what I consider masculinity. So, okay. um, yep. And my pronouns, I'm non-binary. Um, I am of indigenous Texas descent. So I say I'm Mexican American of indigenous Texas descent. Um, uh, so I do not identify within the binary system. Um, however, I just go by all pronouns because I don't really care about gender in general. So I'm like, sure. just, just don't be a dick. And oops, can I say that? Sorry, sorry. Fuck yeah, I can. <laughs> All right, fuck yes, yes, that's what's up. Okay, fuck yes, that's a, that is a big, <laughs> I'm a big proponent of just don't be a dick, man. Thank you. Pretty thank simple. You. I'm like, See, it should be can, simple. Exactly. You can have a dick. You can like the dick. You can want the dick. Just don't be the dick. Yeah, like, that's don't the biggest... be the dick, right? <laughs> have one, want one, play with one, do whatever you want with the dick you have, the dick you want, but don't be one. Exactly. Let's that, yeah. Let's. That is. <laughs> that's a good. Oh lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having too much. I'm having too much fun with this. I need this is great. Stop. No, please <laughs> keep it. Keep at it. Um, but uh, going back to Japan, it was the uh, so I was very out and open. Um, so I was already the foreigner and, and I was in a small kind of, uh, they called it a city to me. It was more like a country town because I am from Texas, mm -hmm. but to them, it was a city. So I was in a city called Iwamizawa. Um, they were very fascinated by me. Um, I often got mistaken for being half Japanese, um, because okay. to a, a lot of people in Japan, when they think of American, they think of either a white people or they think of black people. And mm. so when you're like when you're like let's say you're latino or if you're like asian american or they're kind of like wait what that 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 exists and it's like uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay <laughs> yeah so i got mistaken for being half japanese a lot and so that that was very interesting because i'd never been mistaken for being half japanese in the united states whatsoever right. yeah no kidding <laughs> um but um, they were very excited to hear about um, the L what it what it means to be LGBT. Um, I got the opportunity to speak at different middle schools uh, oh, about great. the topic. Oh yeah, it was crazy. No, I had to do it in Japanese too. So I was like, oh my god, okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Oh my god, oh my god what am wow. I gonna do? You know? What yeah, an experience, so. though. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Yes, it was because you have people there that were also just like very, very, um, very conservative, I guess would be the best word to say. But um, it was so conservative to the point where I've had experiences just by walking at night. And it was kind of like I was the foreigner. And let's say there was somebody there, they would hug their bag closer to them, things like that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, 
in the United States, I haven't had that much of an experience with that because I am very lighter skinned. Um, I would even say ethnically ambiguous slash white passing. Um, so I've never had those experiences, unlike my sister, for example, or other family members who are definitely more brown than I am mm -hmm. and uh, where they've had that experience. So I was privileged here in the United States, never having to deal with that until I actually moved to another country. And it wow. was like, okay, so this is what my family was going through. Okay, Damn, I understand yeah. a little better now. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, but I overall say I have a great experience. There was a cafe there that was it was a kind of like a secret cafe in a way, but a bunch of LGBT people would go there, and it was just kind of like not even close to the major city of Sapporo of Hokkaido, and it was just I got the opportunity to meet other uh, LGBTQIA whatever other alphabet letter is in there nowadays. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, people and it was it was just a blast and I would never trade that experience ever and just this past March Hokkaido became um, the free the first prefecture in Japan to actually talk about how same-sex marriage not being legalized in Japan is a uh, against Japanese constitution so it's kind of like this is this is actually illegal yes yes yes, yes. amazing I'm saying, yes I'm not Fuck taking yes. credit like at all for it per se in the sense that like oh i'm the one who did it but i am proud that i was there to help spread the message of what it did mean to be lgbt and it's yeah. kind of like and then this happened so yeah yay. that's incredible yeah. yes and you know what what i think is so beautiful about that is yes it wasn't like you were out there petitioning like on the front lines but you were there speaking and it yes. was being talked about and that shows the power of just having those conversations and telling people it's okay it's okay it's normal this is actually against human mm -hmm. rights to make this illegal and yes. to because to, my um my partner she uh she's fascinated with japan too and she does teaching english as a foreign language she's just getting into it and she helps mm -hmm. out with a class here in nashville uh with people from all over the world and she had a breakout group in a zoom class with two women who were in japan and they were asking about lgbtq because it's just not talked about there but it kind of kind of got brought up in one of their classes and so when you were talking about that i was like yeah it just it's just not from my understanding it's just not talked about that much so i think what, that's what amazing yeah 100 percent and just uh, the sad uh, kind of history about it, or not history, but current day situation is that it is changing, but a lot of information is through the media, of course. And so a lot of it is through like, you know, certain celebrities or they're kind of hired to do a particular role. And even nowadays, people are still kind of confused about what it means to be like transgender versus a gay man. Like sure. there's still this notion of that gay men are transgender or something like that, or that it, I'm kind of, oh, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and you know but it is changing especially in bigger cities i don't you know yeah. things are changing things are yeah. getting better and that was just a wonderful experience and i came back here to san francisco that's so cool when when were you in japan uh i was in japan from 2017 to 2018 so about a little over a year but yeah that's so cool <laughs> and you speak japanese hi Yes, uh, I speak Japanese. <laughs> so, how, when did you start learning Japanese? 
it. So, how do I? How personal do I get? All right, I'm gonna make it short. I'll make I'll, I'll make this part short. All right. Um, dated a Japanese dude. Um, then I was like, oh my gosh, now I have an interest in Japanese language. And so, um, unfortunately, he while I was attending university, I decided to take kind of like some Japanese classes as well. Um, but I was more focused on kind of like the cultural part versus mm. language. Although nowadays, I definitely believe that in order to understand culture, it language is very tight and you can't separate the two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, he passed away. And then oh, after man. that happened, oh yeah, I, I got <laughs> some stories about that. Whew. Yeah, thank you. No, it's been years though. I'm married now and you know, time heals all, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Well, congrats um, and my, thank my you. sadness <laughs> for that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, that was, that's actually part of the reason why I kind of went off to Japan. It was kind of like, well, let me, this is kind of like my goodbye in a way. Like this is yeah. kind of like the closing of a chapter. And sure. Um, yeah, no. Um, but it was through him and through my undergrad years where I really started studying Japanese or having an actual interest in the language. And it was it was great. But now I work at a Japanese preschool or Japanese bilingual preschool here in San Francisco. So, That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you had mentioned that the other night. So I was excited to hear how you got to that. But that's amazing. How that's that's got to be just so rewarding working with young kids and teaching them both languages. Or do you teach do you teach in both, or is it how, what's the dynamic of languages there? Well, originally I was hired because um, I was hired before pandemic. Um, so after I came back from in two thousand eighteen, um, I was hired to speak more Spanish and English, so to try to bring in more of that Spanish element, very crucial. Yeah. Um, especially here in California, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, but then um, eventually they started transitioning more into Japanese where they were like, okay, we actually want you to speak more Japanese now just due to certain employees leaving and coming back and things of that nature. So now um, I don't necessarily have the kids sit down and I'm like, okay, let's learn hiragana, which is like a writing system, right? But I just speak in Japanese to them and they have to respond back to me in Japanese and so do that for about like eight hours a day <laughs> yeah, that's so cool and so are they from all over the world coming to the preschool or is it mostly San Francisco area ah, okay so right now it's mostly uh, kids that are living here in San Francisco okay. in the San Francisco area um, so it's a mix So there are families that would come to the preschool that um, are originally from Japan and are only in San Francisco for like maybe say a few years, like an assignment for company, and then they go back to Japan. Um, but then there's also people who are Nikkeijin, Nikkeijin meaning Japanese American. Um, so there's also a lot of Japanese American families that attend the school. And then also uh, some families who just have an interest in Japan or in Japanese language and they want the child to uh, maybe learn the language or if their child has expressed an interest in Japanese language, they're like, okay, this is a great school. Let's put them in. And I wish I had that opportunity when I was a kid. But... No kidding. <laughs> Man, that's cool. Uh, oh, I just yeah. love that. I always I know I, I when you signed up on my calendar, you answered the um superpower which i want you to tell yours again because i was i got a good chuckle out of it the other night when it came through 
Uh, but I always say mine, if I could choose a superpower, it would be to know every language in the world or just have the power to whenever I meet somebody, whatever language they start speaking in, it just clicks and I go with it because it would just be <sighs> so cool. And wherever you are in the world, you just sit down and someone comes up to you and you have no trouble communicating with them. Cause it'd be so beautiful. Cause I do love, I do love sitting in a cafe somewhere in the world and not understanding. Cause it's like this beautiful poetry flowing over, but also it would just be so nice to sit down and dig in with somebody. I can dig that. That's what's up. I like that a lot. That's yeah. It would just be rad. I just, I love talking to people. So I would love to, I mean, going to someone else's world i want like you said you can't really understand the culture without speaking and it's mm -hmm. like man that would be so nice just to jump in and know it right off the jump it'd be so good it would be it would be so but i'm jealous I, I you had like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you speak japanese spanish english do you speak any others uh, not yet per se, um, but I do have to learn Mandarin, um, oh, wow. for, cause of, yeah, cause of my, uh, my mother-in-law. Uh, so my husband is originally from China, but moved to Canada when he was like in elementary school. So very Canadian. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, his, his mother speaks English too, but it was just kind of hinted, not directly said, but like, you know, oh, y'all are going to have kids and. Yeah, maybe we should always speak Mandarin, you know, <laughs> elbow, elbow. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Challenge. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, no, I feel like crying just thinking about it. But, uh, <laughs> no, because I'm not good with language. Like, I, I, would I beg to, that. I mean, <laughs> the fact that you know Japanese <laughs> is pretty incredible. I've learned the number system decent because my partner's cousins are Jap half Japanese and they actually just moved mm. outside of Tokyo. So I'm just fascinated by it. So I, I know like one to 10 and like in my daily planner, I, I write out like one through like 28 to 31. I'm, I'm pretty decent, but like I, I've, I've, I've just looked at it and it's incredibly difficult. So I, I say you're fantastic at languages <laughs> because you can speak. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my God, yeah. so happy to hear that. Uh, I, well, then let me put it this way. Um, it doesn't naturally come to me like language acquisition. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard, but there's like something around the lines of like nine different types of intelligence. Mm. Um, I don't have you ever heard of that theory or? Uh -uh. Ah, well, okay, so it kind of changes the way you think about what it means to be intelligent and what it means to not be intelligent. Um, but it, it, it uh, actually talks about how there's about nine different categories. One of them is like language acquisition. Another one is like music type of intelligence where like uh, you may be more musically inclined. There's even like um, sort of athletic one where it's talking about like hand-eye coordination and mm. things like sports. Um, because, you know, the idea of having a certain intelligence for sports, I feel like is very, um, people don't understand that. Like, uh, yeah. unless you... They be they like in, like studying or intelligence and sports. How can that go together? And it's right, you know, <laughs> well, that makes sense. No, I when when you said that, I was like, that's a, I I like that they included that because yeah, jocks might not they get the like oh they're not that smart, but exactly 
but it, it, it i mean it does take a, a, va- a massive intelligence to play at such a high level or we'd all be professional athletes exactly 100 percent. that makes and, sense to uh, me. yes and one of my lowest is language um <laughs> in language wow. like I, i've been yeah i've been having to study japanese for over 10 years and i'm still not like happy with yeah. where i am language wise and then spanish it's you know when you grow up with it or like if your family is speaking it it's you know a different situation right sure yeah so but so having to learn mandarin i'm a Oof. little hesitant exactly <laughs> i'm like oh, oh my gosh how many years is this gonna take but at least my husband can't gossip with my future children about me because i'll know mandarin yeah yes. got yes, you got you <laughs> yeah i just you know if my kids can know mandarin english french because i'm moving to canada so we're going to raise our kids in canada so cool. french and what spanish part of be, oh uh toronto nice i love toronto so cool uh, yeah oh. no i think i mean what a gift to be able to give your children all oh, those yeah. languages because like we talked about just it opens the world i i wish i would have known that as a kid of like oh why do i need to learn spanish Oh, because then you go places and even just going to different cities, I go down to Houston and I speak to you or the multitude of people that speak Spanish. It's just, it wasn't ever told to me, this is why it's important. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have, but that that's such a cool gift to give your kids. Oh yeah. So cool. I, I'm very focused on children. I mean, again, preschool teacher here. And then also. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where did you... Where did you meet your husband? Uh, technically, we kind of like met through a mutual friend online first. Okay. Um, so I, so I mean, I, I guess I would just say online, but we didn't really meet until San Francisco because um, I had just graduated from university, and he was like in his senior year of university, and um, he was doing an internship in San Francisco, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to San Francisco for graduate school." And uh, there you go. <laughs> awesome, I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Got, we got married at City Hall. Just uh, right after that, we literally went and got pizza, and then it was sat at home, ate pizza, and just relaxed with the TV. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what more do you need? Pizza is always right? a good, good celebration. I'm always, yes. I'm always for pizza. That's so oh my good. Yes. <laughs> um, so when you were growing up in Houston, how was it? Or I guess, when did you realize that you were attracted or the, the androsexual? Okay. So originally, like, it was weird because I identified as gay because it was just easier that sure. way for the longest time but straight up when i was a child um i remember watching uh, sailor moon mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and i was always like i always had a crush on these really like the more masculine women like for example um i had a crush on sailor jupiter like she was tall and she's supposed to be strong and then um there were some there was another sailor scout that was introduced and she was like uh, sailor uranus and she was mm. girlfriends with another sailor scout but she was very 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 masculine only wore men's clothing well except when she would transform into her uh until sailor uranus but 
on a regular days, he would wear like men's clothing and just presented very masculine and had just this certain aura about the character. And I had the hugest crust when I was a little <laughs> kid. I was like, oh my God, can you save me? Yeah. I love you. <laughs> but, you know, but it was as I got older and I actually started learning what like gay was. First of mm. all, I did not have any positive reinforcements or examples growing up in the 90s and early 2000s about what it meant to be LGBT. So that was hard to find to begin sure. with. Yeah. Um, so I just knew gay, lesbian and transgender. I didn't even know bi for the longest time. Sure, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I just find this certain character or maybe this individual, um, because my sister is a lesbian. And so, um, I definitely had lesbian friends growing up, things like that. And I was like, why do I have a cross on them? This doesn't make sense. Oh, <laughs> I thought yeah. I was a gay person. What? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can see that as very confusing. Oh yeah. It's like, you find out, you know, you figure out you're not straight. And then it's like, not only that, then you're not even your nice cookie cutter gay person either. It's like, there's still something different about you. And you're yeah. like, ah, come on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right, right. I'm like, ah. But um, yeah, no. So eventually it wasn't until I, I'm 30 years old right now. Okay. Um, it wasn't until I was about like 27, I think, or 28 is when I officially was like, okay. I'm not like gay gay. There's something like I'm not only I'm not a cisgender, uh, what is it, uh, gay man who is only interested in other men. Um, there's there's some I have to face that, and that's when um, I started actually googling stuff. I yeah, mean, thank God for Google. Where would we be without Google? Right, right. You don't even say <laughs> look it up anymore. That's the thing. It's, let's Google it. There it's you take it over. You don't even say, hey, I'm going to search for this. You say, I'm going to Google it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it. So <laughs> I, I, I finally Googled it and I was like, oh, this exists. This is an actual sexuality, like androsexual. What? And I was yeah. like, okay, this makes sense. Like, holy crud. Oh, I feel so much better now. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, that that would just be so conflicting. Of okay, no, I'm attracted to a man, but then I have a crush on this woman. What the fuck is going on in my mind right now? What is happening? It, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. how have your parents? How are they with with all of it? Yeah. So let's see. So my father passed away in 2018. So about three years ago, right when I came back from Japan, that was um, actually the reason why I came back from Japan, because the writing was on the wall. I'm like, okay, my dad's going to pass away pretty soon. Uh, he had uh, Parkinson's disease. Yeah. Um, and that also brings on dementia when you have yeah. Parkinson's. Yeah. So like, I just, I knew he wasn't all there and it was, the writing was on the wall, right? So um, he was always very, uh, I don't want to call my father homophobic, but he definitely had homophobic tendencies and he wasn't okay with it per se. Um, I think it's because him growing up, he was also, as far as I know, my father was a heterosexual man, um, but he was also very in touch with his femininity. Mm. And so because of that, he was harassed a lot growing up yeah, and he imagine. was told he needed, 
yeah, he's like, you be more masculine, things like that, right? And um, again, generational toxicity, things of that nature. So unfortunately he was never very happy with it. But the very last conversation I had with my father, um, it was he actually asked me, how's your boyfriend doing? Which was a huge shock to me because he would always just say that friend of yours or that person. And sure. you know, I'm married, I'm married to that boyfriend now, he's my yeah. husband now. Um, but, uh, just the fact that he said that even though we were never at a certain, um, level that I wanted us to be at in regards to him being okay with who I am as an individual, um, it was, it was still very wonderful and freeing and just, uh, I don't know, a surreal experience to have that before he died was for him to actually, it was his way of indirectly saying like, you know. I, I, I'm okay with this, or I love you, you know, no matter what, that sort of situation, without yeah. actually saying. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm 36, so I'm a little bit older than you, but I feel like in that generation, that is a very, with, yeah, like you said, without saying it, that was like, hey, I've made, I've made this to, to us. It's like, very small step right it's like oh you just acknowledge this but to someone who struggles with that that's i mean that's a big step it is to it even is. say and that to where most people it's like that's just many details but it's like man that's a that's a that's a big movement towards towards saying i'm okay with this exactly and you know again you know parents aren't perfect right um, and I'm not even saying that if you do have a certain similar situation with your parents that I did with my father, that you should be okay with it. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying though, is that again, people are not perfect. Um, people may not ever get to where you want them to be or to act like, or to think like, and you know, that's okay. Is if you can find some sort of common ground or some sort of like meeting level, it makes a lot of past you know, um, past experiences mm, less severe, or you see it from a different perspective, and you're able to be like, maybe this is the reason why this person said that, or was, you know, acting in this certain way. So this is the so. Once I had that experience with my father, it was easier for me to see his perspective and the way that he was brought up, and yeah. just you know, that sort of situation. I'm like, okay. So I, I give I gave my father more leeway. And again, he said it it was literally our very last conversation before he passed away. And I will never take that experience for granted. And I feel like that has made me grown so much more as an individual. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Especially the weight of it being you don't know what how how much longer and then that's that ends up being your last conversation. I think that's really beautiful. That you can hold oh, yeah. that because I've heard some people's horror stories of the last last conversations where they were hopeful for something bigger, different, and it was just really shitty. So I, I think mm -hmm. that's beautiful. You got you got a little movement to a little like little thumbs up to you. Exactly, and like I said, I'll I'll always be grateful for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, how? I don't know how to phrase the question. How um, you and your sister? How was your relationship like in terms of with with your parents not necessarily being that open mm. to it? How is it 
with you two? Did you two form a bond with that or? Oh, oh my God. My, okay. So my sister was born in 89, like February, and I was born in December of 90. So we're very close in age, right? Not even two years apart. So we went to elementary school together, middle school together, high school together. Um, You know, even after high school, we had a lot of the same friends. So me and her were like best friends. And the fact that she is a straight up like lesbian and so freaking awesome and has a wife and kids and all that. Like, (laughs) it's just, uh, to be honest, my sister, even though we're not that far in age, in many instances was my mother. Mm. Instead of my, like, yeah, that's the kind of relationship I have with my mom, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was just more like there was no relationship. She was there, but she just wasn't a very uh, active parent. Like, uh, to be honest, my mother, I don't think she ever wanted to have kids. Mm. Um, but it was kind of, you know, society expected that of her. And see, I think, um, you know, she would have been a lot happier if she had just been with my father and they were dating and things like that because again not just because you are a woman doesn't mean that you have to have kids doesn't mean that you should have kids you should have the freedom and choice to do and live the live the life you want you know you can and I personally do believe as someone who does work with children children are not for everybody right they just aren't like (laughs) like I've seen parents before and I'm just like you have no business being a parent like no yeah. <laughs> like you know but I'm sure. you know, but yeah so but as i got an older i think my mother and i have started getting closer just because i'm not a child anymore i'm yeah. definitely i i still consider myself pretty young for being you know i'm only 30 but yeah. i don't consider i don't consider myself a uh like a very young adult in the sense of like you know 20 21 that sort of age like i feel like i'm more like okay now i'm an adult i'm still young but now it's like okay now i've experienced certain things i've experienced loss i've experienced um great happiness i've experienced so many different things that i feel like okay now i am an adult um but so because of that though we've kind of been able to talk more and been able to see each other at a more eye-to-eye level and you know it's like okay well i'm grateful for that (laughs) yeah that's beautiful i love that yeah but uh yeah my sister and I we grew up together very close um we were both like I think she was either and she had just entered middle school and I was like at the end of elementary school when she told me basically that she was um a lesbian and I was like okay and I was like and I told her wait I'm gay too and then it was like and we were like I was mad at each other. I was mad at her for a second because I wanted to come out first and I wanted the attention on me. Yes, no, for real. I was like, but I have like this big soap opera moment where I tell my most trusted sister ever that yeah. like, I am gay. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, and like, and have her be like, how dare you? You're ruining the family. And said, she was just like, she said it first. And I'm just like, you took away my moment. You took away my thunder. Like, how freaking dare you? Yeah. Like, oh my God. No. <laughs> damn it. Yeah. That was real, real. Like, damn it. It was, it was hilarious. It was like, it should be like a sitcom moment. I tell you not. It is. Um, like, <laughs> In my not. mind, I'm playing it out and it's, fantastic i love it yeah and you know and again like i said she was only in middle school and i was in elementary school and we already knew that it was like yeah, we're, we're we're not yes straight <laughs> but um yeah parents weren't happy with that yeah. um, at all 
Yeah. Especially, um, in fact, um, my sister came out to my parents first before me, um, or rather, um, she was kind of thrown out a little bit by my mother. Don't want to go too detailed into that. But um, eventually, her and my father, because my father was always kind of like a, a daddy's girl, or you know what I mean, like that sort of yeah. thing. He was kind of, I still remember him saying something like, in the Bible, it says a man should not lay with another man as he does his wife or something like that. But then he was like, but it says nothing about women. Okay, Mijita, I love you. You are my daughter. I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? We really got <laughs> You can bend the Bible that way, man? Come on. Right, right, like, <laughs> no, and then he literally, after he gave my sister a hug, he like stared at me and he pointed at me and he goes, but you, you better not be gay. And I'm just like, uh-huh. Uh, yeah okay <laughs> oh, no. he's like he's like we're only allowed one gay per household that's it that's it <laughs> wow like, uh. well yeah so. <laughs> the math doesn't add in your favor there pops <laughs> yeah <laughs> no for real you know it is just you know but it, it's fine now like i'm i'm very happy like i said i have a husband i have a cat that um it's more lights than I do, like on Reddit and stuff like that. And yeah, cats are popular, <sighs> man. You can't compete. Damn cats! Can't compete. <laughs> Even can. people that That's don't what's... like people love cats. That's the problem. Right? People can yeah. be like, man, fuck all other humans, and then they're like, oh my god, look at that cat. Hmm. I know, but cats are so abusive, though. Like, have you ever? Do you have a cat? Um, we have three feral cats. So technically, uh, yes, I feed them every morning. One of them pets me too. I am for the last two years, I've been trying to give them all my love and pet them and mm. it's not happening. So I do <laughs> indirectly have cats and I love them to death, but two of them couldn't give a shit about me. And one has, I'll tell you this moment. This was the greatest moment in my cat history with our cats outside. <laughs> This one, she's called Violet. She's got stripe, like tiger stripes almost. She's this beautiful cat. She got really sick one day, and I didn't realize, which I, most animals, when they're sick, they kind of hide off by themselves. They don't want to be messed with. They don't want anything. They don't want to deal with anybody. So we kept trying to get her into, like, into a box so we could take her into the vet because I was like, I can't let Violet go. I love her so much. I don't want her to be sick didn't happen and so i was standing at the back door and i was just i was bummed it was like a day and a half of this saga i kept just following her around the yard and she just looked so sick she's walking by or i'm standing there and i was like i just wish she would walk by right now and then all of a sudden she just goes walking by in this sad little lump of a cat and i was like oh my god holy shit she's out there and i <gasps> went out there and she just wasn't feeling very well either, but I just sat down and she like curled up in my lap and it was like one of the greatest moments of my life. And then I was like, are you hungry, Violet? And I went and got her wet food and I got her regular food and I put it down and she just started eating and she came back and I petted her and she's been fantastic ever since. So that's my, my, that's my love story with Violet. Bravo, yeah. bravo. Later I'll send you a photo of Violet. I got some really fun Aww. ones. Please do. Yay, yeah. I'll send you a picture of my cat. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, he's abusive, though. Like, at 5.45 around, he'll come onto my bed and he'll literally slap me. He slaps me away. Like, no, he does. <laughs> he goes, slap. And I'm like, ah. And I'm just like, okay, it's breakfast time. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Man. pretty much. No. <laughs> so controlling. And then they just don't give a shit. They just walk off and they're gone. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't do anything to my husband. Like, he'll leave him alone. And I'm just like, dude, dude, really? Really? You know. It's... On. <sighs> Horrible. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I knew it's that guy and the dog. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, kidding. I love my cat. I wouldn't trade him for the world. No, of course not. <sighs> even through the uh, abuse. Still love him. Yeah, I still love the I two that don't even it. pay attention to me. <laughs> I try I try and try every single morning. I try and pat on them. I just don't care. Don't care. Uh, All right. I'm going to switch gears a, a little bit. And I, I ask okay. this to everybody. And take COVID restrictions out because that's mm. we're just not playing. The, this game doesn't involve COVID. If I came to you and I said, Nico, I have a plane ticket to anywhere in the world. You get to choose. Where are you going to go? Ah, oh my gosh, I'm going to sound so basic, but I would go back to Japan. No, because so many people, and I'm not even like comparing you to people, but it's just such a good comment. It's a, it's a very common answer because it's so different, but it seems yeah. so attainable. It's, it's somewhere where our, like, I feel like people can be like, oh, get to Tokyo and I'll like, some people will kind of understand, but like it's so different. So it, I, it it is, but I mostly want to go back if I'm honest to see my uh, previous students. So like I said, I not bet. only did I teach about LGBT, not only did I teach about LGBT culture, but I taught English as well to these middle schools, and um, it was like I have students that are graduating from high school this year, and like, and I taught them when they were in middle school. And That's I'm just so like, cool. Oh my God. I'm so proud, but at the same time, I'm still old, but I'm not that old. I'm still young. I mean, right. I look good for my age. Yes, you do. People don't think I'm 30. No, I wouldn't have guessed 30. Definitely oh, wouldn't have guessed 30. Thank you. <laughs> yes. See, work with children. Keep your heart young. That's, That's the right. trick. That is, that um, is true. I, I fully believe that you if you keep your mindset feeling like i'm not that old like i said i'm 36 when i say 36 i'm like it kind of sounds old but i've never once thought god damn it i'm old i don't feel old i just feel normal it's it's life um do you still have contact with any of of your previous students like did you get to see him graduate or anything i i did get to go to one graduation ceremony before um i left japan but uh I still talk to them through Instagram. Um, <laughs> awesome. Yay, Instagram! Right. Um, and then also a really popular Japanese messenger app called Line. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so talk to them sometimes. They'll ask me questions. They want to hear different perspectives. Um, of course, uh, with the last year or two of Trump, they were very interested. Like, the whole world was. Uh, yes. So... They had a lot of questions for me, like, I'm sure. why, are, why are Americans doing this? Or why does your president say that? And I'm like, uh, it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. How long do you have to talk right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, study English more and we can have a better conversation about this. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I was. That was my key, though, to get them to study English more. I'm like, you want to speak to me more about these very in-depth topics? Then I need you to study more and practice speaking with me. Yeah. And so that helped a lot. That's a great. Yeah, that's a really good idea too. 
a good way yeah. to to have them get knowledge also because yeah i mean so many people around the world that i knew just friends of mine would just be like nick what the fuck and i'm going <laughs> we're all asking we're all asking that question yeah yes Ugh. we 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 all were weren't we <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, w- I just want to see them and my friends that are back there, and then just you know be like, I came back and I saw y'all. This is wonderful. Okay, I'm gonna go buy manga now. All right, I'll see y'all later. <laughs> you know. I love that. Uh, yeah, I would love to go. I, 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 I as as uh, my partner's getting into her Tefl teaching stuff, she's like, "Where do you want to go?" And I was like anywhere but then she got talked to about a place in japan and fukushima and i was like i'm in i don't care let's go uh, <laughs> i was like i I can pack a bag in 10 minutes and i'm out see you later so i'm fascinated japan's high on my list of places to get to where's your favorite place you've ever traveled to favorite place like in the world or just like in the united states or either or all 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 the above i would the only reason why i say it's my favorite place is because i consider it my second home now and that's literally here in san francisco um (laughs) you know i'm actually very sad because i'm moving to canada this year so going through the whole immigration process um but um you know i love san francisco because it has a certain vibe here that uh, and just there's certain history certain culture here that um you can't really see anywhere else um yes there are a lot of issues here i'm not going to lie there is um gentrification is obviously one of the top ones uh there's a higher crime rate um you know there's um and rent is ridiculous here it's Gosh, if I if I wasn't married to my husband, I could not afford to live here on a preschool like salary. You know what I mean? Like a preschool totally. teacher salary. No. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, but with that being said, I feel more free to be who I am as an individual. Um, I I literally go to work sometimes, like on my Instagram, I like to post uh makeup looks. I'm still a beginner, but like I just uh, but like, they're fantastic. It's uh, they're unbelievable. I love Thank them. you. Every single one oh, pops so up. Sweet. I'm like, boom. So good. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yay. I'm so happy. Oh my god. Okay, I gotta stop. <clears throat> and, <laughs> um but no, uh, most of those looks are actually like uh, makeup looks that I wear to work. So I'll post the pictures before work. I'll get up like at 4.30 in the morning, take a shower, do the makeup, take some photos, edit the photos. Then I walk to work. Um, but I'm free to like literally show up to work with like, I don't know, eyelash extensions and like a face full of makeup in general. And I can't do that back home in Texas. Hell no. Hell no. I was going to say. Hell, hell, hell no. no. <laughs> now, you know, don't get me wrong now. Now, let's not get it twisted. Houston was one of the first cities, if not the first city, to have an openly lesbian mayor, Anisan Parker. So ah. for people who think that Texas is just a bunch of hicks or we're all conservative and backwards because i've definitely have met that here in san francisco sure uh people saying that and i'm like oh y'all so ignorant right now but anyways um you know we have that we have 
there is a lot of diversity in Texas as well. And there are yeah. a lot of people of many different mindsets and uh, even many different expressions. But even then, where I was living in Texas, on the outer skirts of Houston, um, and just even certain work attire, they write it that it's, you know, they're very specific about what you can and cannot wear. Just in general, it's a lot more conservative. So I could never express myself sure. the way that I'm expressing myself here in this meeting or when I go to work. So, yeah. you know, I... I appreciate that in San Francisco. Sure. I did hear recently that Houston is one of the most, they they did a a, a census, I think, and it is one of the most diverse cities in the country now. Oh, yes. And I I love Houston. I I have a lot of good friends down there. I've been through there a ton. So I, I do have a special place in my heart for Houston. I dig it. Yeah. One of my favorite spots in Houston is uh, Little Nigeria. So for people who don't know, we actually have one of the biggest Nigerian population uh, in the United States is Houston, Texas. So you have people of like Igbo descent, Yoruba descent, and you can like go to certain restaurants, get yourself some fufu, you mm. know, is it's really good, y'all. It's really good. And then right outside of Houston, we got like the second biggest Mardi Gras um, in Galveston. Right. So it's yeah. like, is super fun. The thing about Houston that also differentiates it from the rest of Texas is that we got that Gulf Coast vibe. We are a bayou city. We are sister cities with many different cities in Louisiana. If you yeah. got family in New Orleans, you probably live in Houston and vice versa. Like, sure, you know, yeah. Oh, God, so see, now I'm talking about my hometown. Yeah. I'm talking to that. <laughs> <laughs> but also san francisco is really rad i I've, I've yes. tr- i love san francisco I, every time i go mm. there there's just so much diversity so much culture just all all of it all of it there's yeah there's there's stuff that i i wake up and i'm like oh, i wish i didn't have to see that there's, there's just yeah, all of it there's so much oh, yeah. so much happening there and but jacket weather yeah i, I that's the one. I mean, I know you've heard it, but the the Mark Twain quote, the the coldest winter I ever spent was the summer I spent in San Francisco. Yes. Cuz then if you yes, even go across 100%. the bridge into Oakland and it's hot as shit. <laughs> and you're no not far. You're across a bridge. Literally. Yeah, it's cuz of all the fog that comes in here. It's yeah. like as the rest of the Bay Area heats up, all that fog comes here and it gets like really cold like it could even like right now it's sunny and pretty warm but i would say by three o'clock this afternoon the fog's gonna roll in and i'm gonna be like oh i need to close my window it is too cold i can't (laughs) do this yeah so when do you when do you head to toronto i head to toronto officially in august cool very cool are you excited for the move uh, <laughs> getting there well uh, i mean yo like straight up moving is a lot of work i've moved yes. a few times or more than a few times i've moved a lot in my life but having to go to a whole nother country like the whole immigration process is a lot of paperwork and yeah. i know people talk a lot about how the immigration process to the united states is a lot of work but it's just as much work to try to immigrate to canada yeah. And just because I'm an American citizen does not necessarily make me exempt from certain procedures. I got to go through the whole process as well. And y'all, it's a lot. Yeah. But it's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, I got to drive a pickup. Not a pickup. I mean, I've driven a pickup before, but I got to drive a U-Haul from San Francisco to Toronto. That's a hell of a drive. 
40 hours. Wait, yeah. Okay. 40 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's incredible. Uh, Toronto's fun. I, I love Toronto. I think it's such a cool city. Mm-hmm. There's so much happening there and the food and the culture. It's it's a really, I, I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking if you're going, there's a lot worse places in Canada. You could be in like Manitoba somewhere, like the Dust Bowl of Canada. Exactly. So Toronto, Toronto's great. I have a, <clears throat> I have a lot of good friends up there too. It's a good spot. Yay! It's a good spot. Yeah, um, I just, I'm not looking forward to the cold. No, it's brutal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you get that, that that lake effect snow. Oh yeah, it's no, 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 no. Yeah, you but, don't have to worry about that for a while. <laughs> I, ex- ex- thankfully, um, but uh, I am looking forward to the social health care. I mean, right? I, yeah, that's that'll be <laughs> like straight up. Most of my life, um, I would say all the way. God, yeah, most of my life, I had no health insurance. I didn't really have health insurance until I like got married to my husband and stuff through his company. Yeah. But like, you know, just having something as basic as that, like, oh, God, it, it makes it worth it for me. And then, so I'm very privileged. I am in a very privileged position to move to Canada right now. Yeah. And I have met so many people that have told me like, Nico, I wish I could be moving to Canada right now. I'm just like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. <laughs> all of it yeah pretty much and an ambulance is like five bucks like i i'm gonna throw myself down the stairs one year i kid you not just <laughs> so i can ride an ambulance like i'll be like oh it's only five dollars five bucks yeah can i pay this in cash yeah. <laughs> can i give you a tip i give yeah. you a tip ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> i love it that's amazing all right i have i have two more questions for you Uh, first one is what would you want the world to know about you? Uh, I would like the world to know that I exist. Hi. Um, and I mean that in multiple ways. I mean that as an androsexual, I exist. We are, you know, as a non-binary person, I exist. I'm not, uh, what is it? I am not the sort of fad. Um, I am not someone who is crazy or making things up. No, I am valid as who I am as an individual. So I exist, again, androsexual, non-binary. I also exist as Nico, who just loves to be alive, loves children, and uh, loves to just enjoy being in the moment. So that's what I really want everyone to know. And if you would love to get to know me, please follow me on Instagram and I would love to be friends with you and get to know each other, et cetera, et cetera. Besides, I got nothing else to do when I move to Canada. I ain't got no job. Can't work right. yet. Got to work yeah. for a visa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is your Instagram handle for them? And I'll put it in the show notes, but give oh, yourself thank you. a shout out. Um, Nico underscore is underscore abundant because I am abundant. So Nico is abundant, but underscore because there's no spaces in instagram <laughs> right 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 that's amazing that's yes. so cool and i <laughs> i followed you for a little while and so just following you from it in such a funny world that we live in that you can follow somebody and then send a message and then a few days later have an hour-long conversation with that person so i've fully enjoyed hanging out getting to know you and seeing your personality come from a little square on a phone to a square on my computer that is active and talking. Yeah! 
So and fun. aren't I the funnest square ever? Like yes. my square is so popping, so fun. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> You're redefining square because squares used to be the non hip thing. And now, now it's hip to be square. Hip to be a square. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. All right. Last one is if you had the ear of everybody in the world, what would you say to them? Mm. Mm. Wow, I never actually thought about that. Um, but I guess what I would say to them is you are love and you are valid. That's about to say. Yep. Beautiful. And don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I would also. use I want they also don't be a dick. Oh, I love that dick quote. I need to like write that on a pillow or yes, something. Yes. Or on a you know, you can want the dick, you can love the dick, you can have a dick, just don't, don't be, be the dick. The dick. Yeah. Exactly. And also going back to yours is you are loved and you are worth it. And knowing that, don't be a dick to other people. Let them feel that too. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be a lot better place without a bunch of dicks running around. We really, we really would be, and the, and you know, and um, you know, there's there's going to be people who are dicks because they are projecting. But then I think I think uh, sometimes we focus on that too much because there's also going to be people out there who, for no reason at all, they just are going to be dicks, and yeah. that's just life. And in that regard, you know. If they ain't paying your bills, then you pay them bitches no mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> totally. So you got to remember that as well. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of people in the world and you don't have to, like, I love people, but I don't have to love every single person. So if someone's a dick, exactly. I don't have to be a part of their life. They don't have to be a part of my life. Just go your separate ways and live peacefully. Get away from each other. Life's too short to be yeah. focused on these dicks. Yeah. Like, yeah. good lord! Yeah. Like, you don't even know how long you're gonna live, honey. So, right. like, enjoy the moment. Live in the present. Yes. Stop worrying so much about the future or the past. Good lord. Yep, <laughs> I'm with it. Well, Nico, this has yeah. been so fun. I thank you for coming and hanging with me. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. Of I had course. so much fun. Awesome. All right, brother. Yes. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank and... you. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Beautifully Human podcast. To hear more beautiful stories from beautiful humans, follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at the Beautifully Human Podcast. Peace signs up. <laughs>